Blog Talk Radio. Pugilistic linguistics, check out the 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 pugilistic linguistics. Good evening, good evening, y'all. Welcome to the Pugilistic Linguistics Show. I am your host, Michael Foster, the voice of reason in an unreasonable world. And I come to you again live on a Sunday evening with the thoughts that run through my head on a daily. Before we get into it, as I say every Sunday, uh, you can download this and previous shows uh, through your iTunes. Uh, The show is usually ready in about 30, 45 minutes, maybe even longer. But you can definitely go out and download previous shows to listen to. I love your feedback. You can feedback here on the Blog Talk Radio site. Uh, Most of you, uh, you know, you can email, you can leave messages, you can... Uh, send uh, feedback through the iTunes. You can do a lot. Let me know you stopped by and bless my space. Uh, just say something, even if it's do you suck. Say something, or let me know you 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 entered my realm. That being said, on to tonight's topic: the difference between smart and intelligent. There is a difference between the two, and we hope to get to the bottom of that today. As you know, your president-elect, Mr. DJT, release your tax returns, uh, has seemingly misstepped. I don't even want to say misstep because misstep implies accident. I don't think he's misstepping in anything he's doing today. I think what he's doing is deliberate. Uh, I must admit to a character flaw of I'm sitting back waiting for his supporters to realize that they've been had. Oh, it's coming. Some people are starting to come to the realization already, and he hasn't even been inaugurated yet. He sold them a bill of goods. They bought it. And the look, the figurative look on their faces when they realize that they've been had will be priceless. Now, granted, there are other things going on that will be hard times and headaches for everybody, but that is the one thing I look forward to seeing. That swamp he's trying to drain seems to be, or seems to me like he is dredging it to make it deeper. 
And for the life of me, I can't get with his nominees for many of these departments. It's almost as if he is saying, let me find the person that exemplifies the exact opposite of the post I'm trying to put them in. His Department of Labor nominee is the CEO of Hardy's parent company, who is openly against workers' rights. And he does not advocate a raise in the federal minimum wage. His nominee for Secretary of Education is for public school vouchers that will destroy the way public schools run currently. Uh, Tax money to go elsewhere. His rumored nominee for Secretary of State is unabashedly pro-Russia. His nominee for the HUD secretary, his only qualifications is the fact that he lived in public housing. He's a neurosurgeon by trade, but he's nominated for housing and urban development. And I can keep going on. But bottom line, it's like he, like Trevor Noah said on The Daily Show, it's as if he Googles opposite of and then nominates that person for that cabinet position. But beyond that, a more disturbing story has emerged over the last few days. At least it hit my radar over the last few days. I'm not really sure when the first inklings came out. But the the story is, as reported, that Mr. DJT is not participating in his daily intelligence briefings. He went on, I'm not sure if he made the rounds of the Sunday morning shows, but he went on one of the Sunday morning shows today and basically said, that's the case. He does not attend his daily intelligence briefings because he is, quote, unquote, smart, and he doesn't need to hear the same thing every day. I should say, quote, and then this is, unquote. Pence, his vice president, his national security advisors, they all get there, and they said, if something needs to be told, you know, they'll tell me. While that may be the case, the thing is, this shows an alarming disinterest in the job that he spent money to get. I think he thought that being president of the United States was a title that he could hold, like CEO, sit in his ivory tower in New York, I'll get to that in a moment, and then dole out the work while he gets all the accolades. I think he didn't think that being president was an actual job. While what he says, they say the same thing every day, that might be true. But the bottom line is, 
that is an intelligence briefing, you need to attend it. You are the president-elect. You miss, I think I read in the, in the article, he misses four out of every five meetings. But he seemingly watched Saturday Night Live every Saturday. Can't seem to miss a show that he says is unwatchable. But he's tweeting about it every single Saturday. So he watches it every week, apparently. That's unwatchable show. So he can watch SNL every week, but he can't attend intelligence briefings. This is the man y'all hired. He, had no, he has no interest for the minutia of this job. And there's a lot of minutia. There's a lot of little things that he needs to be concerned with as president of the United States. It ain't all photo ops with other heads of state. It ain't all, you know, uh, State of the Union addresses. It ain't all uh, campaign. There's a lot of minutia, a lot of little things, a lot of tedium in this job that he is developing or showing a real lack of interest in. That's dangerous because there's another president in modern history, modern recorded history that showed a disinterest in his intelligence reports after taking, uh, taking the job that he was given. George W. Bush it has been widely reported, was not interested in his daily intelligence reports through the first half of 2001. It's widely reported. It's not something I came up with. To the point where I believe they said in July of 2001, Osama bin Laden's name started to pop up. In these reports, as someone to keep their eye on, he started to resurface after the coal bombing in the late 90s. He's regrouping. We need to pay attention to this dude. The president was disinterested. I think one guy said, "You may, I, we may as well have had a horn growing out of the middle of our forehead. That's how he was treating this. And you see what happened on 9-11. Now, I'm not going to indulge in the side stories, the the explanations, the theories about 9-11. That's a, that's a topic for a different day. Bottom line, George W. Bush did not pay attention to his intelligence briefings in the first half of 20, uh, 2001. 9-11 happens in September. Now, I'm not saying another 9-11 is coming. But what I am saying is, it is coming. Our president-elect would have no idea because he leaves national security 
to his subordinates. Another alarming byproduct or image, whatever we want to say about UJT, the intelligence reports he does receive, if he doesn't like what's being said, he doesn't believe it. Just flat out, I don't believe it's true. I'm not going to pay attention to it. Throw it in the trash. To wit, the CIA has said unequivocally that Russia or agents working on behalf of the Russian government had an active participant hand In the just completed national election, the report went on to say they planted false stories, propaganda. They had a part of in the Democratic National Committee hacking of emails. They were active participants in getting Donald Trump elected. Now, it didn't go as far as saying they hacked voting machines and all that stuff. However, that is not beyond the realm of possibility. If they're going to go through the effort to plant false stories and to hack into servers and, and disclose emails and and you know, go that far to put themselves in the middle of this election to get one candidate over the other elected, it is not beyond the realm of possibility that they have something to do or they also went as far to hack into electronic voting machines. That's not beyond again, there's no evidence saying they did that, but it's not beyond the realm of possibility. Trump doesn't believe it. This was planted by the Democrats to illegitimize my election win. Notice the election that he said millions of people voted illegally anyway, which he delegitimized his own victory, but that's a whole different story. Don't, don't believe it. Didn't have it. This is the guy y'all hired. This is the guy that you thought would be a good fit. He is not interested in the minutiae of the job. I'm telling you, this is not going to end well. But he says he's smart. He's smart, so he doesn't need to pay attention to what's being told to him by people way smarter than him. He doesn't get that this is a full-time job. Story comes out. As a matter of fact, his own press secretary, I think she's press secretary. She was the campaign man, whatever, Kellyanne Conway. She went on CNN and said, and I quote, 
Donald Trump will still executive produce the Celebrity Apprentice in his spare time, unquote. Now, first off, what president you know got spare time? Let's start there. Forget the all. Let's get the, the basics out of the way. What president you know got spare time? And then beyond that, in your spare time, you're going to produce a game show. But then it gets even more bizarre. His press secretary, what Kellyanne Conway is to him, goes on the show, says it out of her own mouth. This is what he's going to do. He comes out and says, CNN is making up a lie with that story. I'm going to focus completely on the the job of running the wait, wait, hold up. They didn't come with a story. She sat in front of a camera and your person that you have selected to speak on your behalf said that this is what you're going to be doing. But then you call CNN a lie because they put your spokesperson on TV? Look, like I said on my like I said a couple of days ago. I don't even care about y'all being on the same page. Hell, be in the same library. Y'all ain't even the same library. This is the guy y'all hired. And I guess really not hired because the last count, Hillary Clinton had a 2.8 million vote lead. I think I read somewhere that she got the most votes ever. Not of a losing candidate, of any candidate. I think it's like just just um, just more than Barack in twelve. I think that's what they said. Ever It's just that they weren't in the right places. She got the most votes ever, but it just wasn't in the right place. She didn't get many votes in the middle of Kansas. Consequently, you know, she didn't get that many votes in Oklahoma or Tennessee, West Virginia. So that 2.8 million vote lead doesn't matter because she didn't get them in the right places. We've already had that conversation. Look up uh, Amended, podcast called Amended. But this is the guy y'all hired. He comes out touting this deal with Carrier that he made to keep X amount of jobs in Indiana. He thinks he's so smart that he can make these one-off deals. Someone needs to clue him in. As president, you can't make these one-off deals. There are too many deals to one-off. But let's look into it, because when it went down, my BS detector is really strong, really strong. And it was set off by this deal, so to speak, that he made with Carrier in Indiana. The first reason why the BS detector off is because his running mate, his vice president, is from Indiana. So let me get this straight. 
because they didn't announce they were leaving yesterday. They announced that they were leaving over a year ago when he was governor of that state, and he wasn't even interested in keeping them. So that started. Okay, why couldn't Pence do this? He was the governor of that state. So while everybody was touting this and, and saying how great he is, and look, he's not even president yet, and he's doing I sat back and said, wait, wait, hold up. Let me sit back and let the rest of the details hit the streets. So then the rest of the details hit the street. The other shoe dropped. First shoe was the fact that the state of Indiana gave $7 million in tax breaks to Carrier to do this. Yeah, okay, you know, back office, back channel, dirty pool. I mean, that happens all the time. That didn't affect me too deep. But the numbers of jobs is what hit me. He touted 1,100 jobs being saved, and all 350 of those jobs weren't leaving in the first place. They weren't going anywhere. They weren't slated to leave. And then there's like another, you know, 150. There were contract workers. Well, they they're contract. That's 500 of the 1,100 right there that were not affected by them leaving. So they weren't going away anyway. And then there's another plant, another carrier plant in Indiana that's shipping jobs anyway. I think that number's like 600, 700, something like that. They're going anyway. So what he ended up doing was saving jobs in one plant while the state was net losing jobs. Everything I say is documented. Look it up. So then the president of the union representing Carrier, I think I forgot what the name of their parent company is, but Carrier, went out and basically said Donald Trump stood up and lied to everybody which it turned out that he did. So then what did the president-elect do when confronted with the lie by the president of the union? He picked a fight with him. He got on Twitter. A 70-year-old man fights his battle over Twitter, but whatever. Got on Twitter and basically called the president of that union a liar. Talking about he was a horrible president and I, I can't, these great people deserve a better, whatever. You're the president of the United States. You need to be bigger than that. If you can't deal with a president of a union not being happy with the BS that you spread, then you will be eaten alive in Washington, D.C., you will not be able to call the media into the White House and browbeat them and shame them into liking you. You will get your ass handed to you. You are a grown-ass man. Act like it. Get off of Twitter like a 16-year-old girl. Your battles are petty. This is why he can't stand that he lost a popular vote. That's why something must be wrong. 
He's a petty man. This is the guy y'all hired. So $7 million in tax breaks. Indiana net loses jobs anyway. And then he picks a fight with the union president when the president basically calls him out. There is speculation that that's the reason why Russia wanted him in so badly. Because compared to Vladimir Putin, Donald Trump is a mental dwarf. And Putin knows that. Now I want you to look at a few things. Putin didn't mess with Bush when he got in office, when Putin got in office. I think he came in after Bush did. Putin didn't mess with Bush. Didn't mess with him at all. They were colleagues, not colleagues, but you know, they were contemporaries. They had a, maybe a grudging respect for each other, whatever it was. But Putin didn't mess with that dude. Putin didn't mess with Obama. Y'all could talk your asses off. Putin did not mess with Obama. He talked from a distance. Spoke from a distance. Again, I don't know the ins and outs of inter-country you know, relations and all that good stuff, but all I know is what I see. Putin didn't want none of Obama for whatever reason. But now look, he's very interested in American politics when Trump comes up because he knows that's one guy he can manipulate. To wit, apparently this is a two-wit evening. To wit, look at the guy that Trump is positioning for Secretary of State. A Russia sympathizer. Google him. Look him up. This is the guy y'all hired. He may be smart, but he is not intelligent. I'm not going to salt on him for his business acumen. I don't. I, I see the results of a lot of stuff. You know, he's got some money. Apparently, you know, I ain't going. I ain't going to salt on him for that. But he is not the mastermind that y'all give him credit for being. He has enough sense to slap his name on a bunch of buildings. And then rake the cash in. He's not as astute as you all would make him out to be. But anyway, draining that swamp. He's got, he had nominated two Goldman Sachs um, upper management folk for cabinet positions. Yet he was talking, he was the same one that was talking about Hillary Clinton getting Goldman Sachs money for doing uh, uh, speeches. He even said in a rally yesterday in response to backtracking on most of his campaign stuff, like locking Hillary up and repealing Obamacare and all this other stuff he said to get elected. He said in a rally yesterday that he can do that because I don't need your vote anymore. Exact words. I don't need your vote anymore. I got it. I mean, come on. 
hate the player, but you 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 can't you can't hate the player, hate the game. You can't hate the player, hate the game. Anyway, release your tax returns, Trump. Go to intelligence meetings. Save us from another nine eleven. Stop playing with us. But anyway, I'm going to get on down right now. I think I've said enough. I'm going to have people sitting outside my door in the morning. If you don't see me next Sunday, you know what happened. But I'm going to get on down right now. Again, go to the iTunes, download this stuff. Uh, this show will be out there within the next day or so. But in passing and in closing, I should say, as I say all the time, take care of yourself because you all you got. Peace.